Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. thankful to you this afternoon I just want you to speak to the Lord and ask him to prepare your heart ask him to speak to you personally this afternoon ask him to search your heart if there be any wicked ways if there's anything in your heart that stands in the way of the Word of God ask that the Lord removes that thing Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Search me, O oh Lord. Search me, O oh Lord. And all my heart Those 
who go to hell. Is it a good message? Those who go to hell. You know, hell is not a swear word. Hell is not a, it's not a curse word. Do you understand? Hell is not something that we can just play with. Something that we say when we are angry. Do you understand? Hell is not something that we ought to trivialize with. It's not something that we, we have to joke with at all. Hell is a real place. I say hell is a real place. Amen. And we need to know about it. Hallelujah. As Christians, we need to know about it. Now, hell is not something that you hear very often, you know, in the church. But it is a real place that people go to. If you go to a cemetery, if you go to a cemetery, you see a lot of tombs. And you ought to ask yourself, where are all these people? You have to ask. That did all these people just came on earth and died and that's the end? You know, it is just like saying to, you know, someone who is pregnant, you know, that you get pregnant. You say, oh, when women get pregnant, they just get pregnant and keep the baby there for nine months and then it's vanished. It's not there anymore. Will anyone get pregnant? If that is the case, will anyone get pregnant? That you get pregnant, the child is there for nine months, and then after nine months, it's vanished. And it's gone, and it's not there anymore. And we say, oh, this is life. We just live here for nine months, and then we are gone. If that was the case, would anyone bother to be pregnant? Go through nine months of pregnancy. So if that is not the case, why do we then feel or believe that this life is also just there, that someone just brings us up in this world, and we are here, and we live, and then 30 years, 70 years, 80 years, and that's it. We are gone. Just like that, we are vanished. Yet that's what we seem to think. But hell is a real place. And I, as a pastor, I must teach you about everything that is in the Bible. Hell is something that is in the Bible. For those of you who are not aware, hell is in the Bible and I have to preach about it. Now you realize that preachers who talk about hell are not the most popular preachers. Do you understand? Messages about hell are not the most popular messages. And if you preach a lot about hell, you will not have a lot of people in your church. But we are not about popularity. We don't seek to be popular. We don't seek for people to admire what we preach. Amen. The goal is to preach the word of God. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. It says... I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Hallelujah. Is the noise coming from? Can we turn it? Let's see. Hallelujah. It says, I charge thee, therefore, before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Verse 2. He says, preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be, in, be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exalt with all long-suffering and doctrine. Amen. For the time will come. Listen very carefully. 
It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after they are all last, shall they heap to themselves teachers, having each ears. The word of God is saying that a time comes where Christians, they are not looking to hear sound doctrine. They cannot endure sound doctrine. When you are preaching certain messages, they don't like it. They cannot endure it. But it says, they are after their own last. They heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. People who have itchy ears, they want to hear things. People want to be excited. Hallelujah. People want to hear things that make them happy. Things that assure that they are going to be rich. That they are going to get married. That they are going to have children. That they are going to have a new job. That you are going to have promotion. You see, they, and they, they move from place to place with each ears. I hear there's a prophet that has arrived in this place and is prophesying and is giving prophecies. And you see, people with each ears, they are running there. And they cannot endure sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Verse 4, it says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be unto they shall be turned unto fables. Hallelujah. They shall be turned unto fables. They like stories that entice them. People like, you see, you are saying yeah, but it's you I'm talking to. You don't like, you don't like to hear the truth. You see, when I introduce a topic, there are some of you who say, this hot weather, and you are going to talk about hair. And the moment I mention the topic, you are feeling hot already. Verse 5, verse 5, it says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. How many of you have been doing the work of an evangelist? You go out to evangelize to people. On Sunday, we all come together and we are evangelizing. It is a commandment to you as a Christian. He said, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Hallelujah. He said, we will not endure sound doctrine, but we will heap to ourselves enticing messages. Things that make us happy. Hallelujah. So you see, it is possible that you can sit in the church for many years and never hear a message about hell. It is possible that people have been in church all their Christian life, they have never heard a message about hell. Amen. But our whole purpose for coming here for hearing the word of God, for staying Christians, for praying, for fasting. Our whole purpose is that we will escape hell. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That we will escape hell. Amen. Amen. That when Christ comes, we will escape hell. Amen. You see, there are certain things that are, that are in life which we cannot guarantee. There are certain things in life that we cannot assure. We cannot please stamp on it that it will by all means happen. We cannot be sure of. Amen. You see, we, we cannot be sure, we cannot guarantee that every single man or single woman will get married. We can't guarantee that. Do you understand? We cannot guarantee that everyone will have a child. That every woman will have a child. We can't guarantee that. We cannot guarantee that everyone who goes to school will finish. Or everyone will have a career. We cannot guarantee that everyone will have a good job. We can't guarantee that. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? We can't guarantee, for instance, that you will live to be 85 years. 
or you will live to be 75 years, or you will live to be 55 years. No one can guarantee that. We can pray for it, we can hope for it, we can prophesy that you will live to be 103 years and receive it in faith. Amen. We cannot guarantee that. But there is one thing that we can all guarantee. There is one thing that we can guarantee that we can all have. That we can all come to that place. There is one thing that every human being, no matter who you are, we can guarantee that this one thing you can also have. Hallelujah. And that is death. Amen. I said that is death. Hallelujah. We cannot, we cannot guarantee so many things, but we can guarantee that one day, everyone, one day, everyone has a day that you will die. You and I, including myself. Amen. Now, as unfortunate as that sounds, and as uneasy as you may feel when we talk about this, it is for sure, it is certain, that one day you will die. Man, that day will come. Hallelujah. Now when we die, the next obvious thing that we face is eternity. That is obvious. When we die, we face eternity. Amen. Now there are only two choices. There are only two choices. You have only two to choose from. You can choose to go to heaven or you can choose to go to hell. And I am saying that it is real. Heaven and hell are real places. And you make that choice where you want to go. Hallelujah. You make that choice. Now, it is irrespective of whether you believe it or not. You may choose to believe it or choose not to believe it. But you will die and you find out that it is real. That you are going to hell or you are going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Whether you believe it. You see, there are certain things that God does not leave to us to, you know, assess and accept and say, this is possible, this is not possible. This, you see, whether you believe it or not, as you are sitting here, the hour is coming to an end. Whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, you realize that the minutes is going and the hour will come to an end. When, whether you believe it or not, the day will come to an end and the evening will come. That God has set in place and you cannot change it. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So it is time for us to wake up to this reality. Hallelujah. It is something that so obvious to us, yet it is the least thing that we want to talk about. It is one thing that we least talk about. We don't like to talk about death. We don't like to talk about, even when we are talking about death, when we are discussing things pertaining to death, we don't want to mention it. You see, we are comfortable to talk about Oh, when I get married, when I, at my wedding, you know, when I finish school, when I, when I have my children, you know, we are comfortable when I, when I get this new job. We are confident and we talk about that. But you see, we don't talk about, oh, when I die. You see, we, we, as if we will not die, perhaps I will not die, so I'm not sure if I should talk about it. And so sometimes we say, if something happens to me, you see, we don't even want to say when I die, but you say, you know, in case something happens to me, and he said, he said, what happens to you? You see, one day I was I was there, and then I called my wife, and then um, I was showing her certain things, you know, and I said, you know, this document here, this thing here, this, he says, why? And I said, and I said, so that if I die, when I die, he said, why are you saying that? Why, why are you saying? You see. You see, it's not something that we want to talk about. But it is something that is certain that we will die. Hallelujah. I say it is something that is certain 
that we will die. Hallelujah. Now, depending on what stage you are in, even as a Christian, depending on what stage you are in, when that day comes, that will determine between these two parts where you will go. Hallelujah. That will determine where you will go. Whether you will go to heaven or you will go to hell. Ask your neighbor, where will you go? Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. Don't know if... Um, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. Hallelujah. It says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That means because sin shall abound, there will be so much sin, the love of many shall wax cold. And verse 13 says, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So you have given your life to Christ. You are born again. But when the day comes, the end comes, now, the end means when Christ comes or when you die. When that day comes, are you saved? Is a question that we need to ask. Hallelujah. When that day comes. He says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same, that same person shall be saved. So, we are all with the notion that when you are born again, then that's it. But in the end, will you be saved? At the day that you live, on the day that you live, or on the day that Christ comes, will you be saved? Now that is what we want to learn about the kinds of people who go to hell. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 12. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 12. You don't like my message, right? But I'm preaching it. That's, that's what's on the menu today. That is what is on the menu. And let's read from verse 12. Genesis 19 and verse 12. Now you know the story when God sent the angels to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of so much sin that was going on in those cities. And verse 12, it says, And the man said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? So when God sent these angels, they came, and they came to Lot's house. And they, because Abraham has stood in the gap for Lot, the Lord made a decision to save Lot's household. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So the Lord wanted to save Lot's household to take them out of the city before destroying the city. So this man, the angels, he says, and the man said to Lot, hast thou here any besides? You know, let's read something that is not any besides. <laughs> like, uh, let's read the NIV. Let's read the NIV. It says, the two men said to Lot, do you have anyone else here? Sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry of the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. That is why you have to share Christ with your household, every relative, everyone that you know. You have to share Christ with them. God's plan is to save you and your household. 
He says, do you have anyone that is in the city? Do you, do you, do you have anyone? That means, do you have neighbors? Anyone that you can identify? Anyone that you sit with on the train in the morning to go to work? Anyone that is working with you in the office? Do you have anyone that is in the city? Go and get them out. So the Bible says, So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. Why not? Why don't I save them so they can continue on with their plans to marry my daughters? He said, Hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. Now listen. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. Amen. When Lot went out to evangelize to them, they thought he was joking. It seemed as one who was joking, according to, I think, the NLT, the New Living Translation. What does it say? It says, So Lot, NLT, it says, So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, Quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young man thought he was only joking. You see, when you share Christ with people, they think you are just joking. Today someone was sharing with me. He said, can you believe what this person said? Can you believe this person is saying that everything the Bible is saying is not true? There is no Christ. There is nothing like that. You are all wasting your time. You see, they think it's a joke. They think it's a joke. Amen. Amen. He says they thought he was joking. They thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, you see, there are so many people when you witness, they hesitate. Last week I was witnessing to someone, a group of about, I think about four people together. I happened to sit with them and I'm witnessing to them. And then one said, you know, I, did I share with you? He says, I, I, I cannot... You know, the person is understanding what I'm sharing, but she's looking for something to stand on to make her believe it and then to receive it. And she couldn't grasp that concept. And then she said, we will talk about this again. Amen. I said, they may not be again. Amen. So he says, with coming of dawn, the angels urge him, saying, Harry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you'll be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the man grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. Today I sent some photographs to the shepherds about Anakazo. Sometimes you have to grab people to save them. You have to anakazo them. You see, the angels knew what was coming. But you see, Lot did not understand the seriousness of it. We don't know the seriousness of hell. We don't see the seriousness of hell. That is why we play with it. That is why we joke with it. That is why we curse with it. Because we don't know the seriousness of hell. That is why we are so unconcerned when someone is going to hell. But the angels knew what was coming on the city. So whether they were prepared, whether they understood the concept or not, they grasped them, they held their hands and dragged them. Because they knew what was coming. Amen. They knew what was coming. So he says, as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives. 
Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my Lord, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to and it's small. Let me flee to it. It's very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zoar. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. You see, Nobody has seen this thing before. That sulfur, fire of sulfur is raining on a city. No one has seen this before. And so we trivialize hell. Amen. So we trivialize destruction. Because no one has seen it before. Nothing like this has happened for our eyes to see. And I believe if we had seen it, we will not trivialize with it. Amen. It says, thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So from this story, the first group of people who go to hell are those who are offered salvation and they refuse. Those who are offered salvation and they refuse. They are offered Christ, but they refuse. That is the first group of people who go to hell. The Bible says when Lot went to evangelize to these sons-in-laws, he seemed as one who was joking to him. Or to them. He seemed as one who was joking. And they refused. They were offered salvation. But it seemed like a joke to them. It looked. It, it sounded too simple. We have lived in this city all these years. And just today you are telling us to leave this place. Because it's going to be destroyed. It seemed like a joke to them. It seemed he was joking. Yet it was real. Sometimes sharing the scripture seems like a joke. It sounds like a joke. It sounds like a child's story. Look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter, don't lose the passage that we are reading. 1 Corinthians 1 and 26. Amen. Amen. It says, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were wise by human standards. The day you gave your life to Christ, the day you received Jesus Christ, not many of you were wise by human standards. You didn't look like a wise person. When you lifted up your hand and you walked forward here to give your life to Christ, you looked like a child. You didn't look like an educated person. You didn't look like someone who is well-vexed in wisdom. You didn't look in the eyes of men, in the wisdom of men, you didn't look that wise. He says, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. You see, that is why a lot of, you see, how many of you have a million dollars? Let me see. How many of you have a million dollars? Not, my, my church is so messy. 
May there be millionaires in this church. Oh, Mary Saturday. I said, May there be millionaires in this church. There shall be millionaires in this church. Amen. Millionaires in this church. You watch it. I said, You watch it. May there be millionaires in this church. There will be millionaires in this church. Yes. 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 The prophecy that you believe, it is that which are happening to you practically. May there be millionaires in this church. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 The prophecy that you believe, it is that which are happening to you practically. May there be millionaires in this church. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You see, the day you gave your life to Christ, not many of you were millionaires. Not many of you were influential. But you are going to be rich. Amen. He says, not many, not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. How many of you were born to Prince Charles? Or you were born from uh, Queen Elizabeth? Or you... you Amen. Not many of you have noble birth. Verse 27. It says, listen, it says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Verse 28. It says, he chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are and so that no one may boast before him that is why the salvation message it sounds so foolish that is why the salvation message it sounds like a child amen and the day you gave your life to christ you are not that rich. You are not that influential. Hallelujah. He says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Verse 21. Let's look at it. The same chapter, verse 21. He says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom, the world through its wisdom, looking at the wisdom through the eyes of the world, he says, did not know God. You cannot know God through the eyes of the world's wisdom. He says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Through the foolishness of preaching. Through the foolishness of the salvation message, God saved those who believe it. Hallelujah. God did not save those who found the proof, but God saved those who believe it. Amen. God saved those who believe it. So they were offered salvation, but they refused. The next group of people are those who accept the offer, but they look back. They accept the offer. They are running from Sodom, but they look back. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 26. It says, of Lot's wife. Do you remember? It says, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. She received it. She was getting out, but she looked back. Some of us are born again Christians, but we are constantly looking back. We have given our lives to Christ, but we are constantly looking back. You cannot still forget about your boyfriend that you used to sleep with. Or your girlfriend that you used to sleep with before you gave your life to Christ. You can't seem to forget about him. You can't seem to forget about her. When you see a couple, when you see a couple who are married and they are talking about their marriage and how enjoyable the marriage is and how beautiful it is, 
you cast your mind back to the days with your boyfriend and try to remember and try to feel good about how you felt when you were with him. Oh, yes. You see, I am preaching the truth. You may not like it, but I'm preaching. You have given your life to Christ, but you are constantly looking back. When you think of the day you will get married, how you will feel and the experiences that you have, you cast your mind back with the day that you were with your boyfriend and how you felt that night. Amen. When you think of how you have remained pure, you see, everyone, everyone has feelings. Do you understand? But you see, when you have that feelings, you satisfy that feelings by casting your mind back and trying to reminisce and remember that you satisfy. You see, I am preaching to you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Someone who was constantly fornicating with you. The Lord has helped you to escape. But you are always thinking of that person. Trying to remember the feelings that you had. And then sometimes you are sitting there and then as you are sitting there you just, you laugh. You see, no one knows, no one knows. And then you, are, you feel some joy. And oh, the feelings, you know. And you laugh. And you are happy. You are happy. You see? And then you see, you don't think it is sin. Because you are not doing anything. You are just remembering. And you are just... And then it's bringing you joy. So you... You see? You see? So sometimes you are sitting quietly. Nobody knows. And you just burst into laughter. And then you are laughing. And we don't know. What is it? It's a, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Shame on you. Tell your neighbor, shame on you. Those who look back. Those who look back. Some of you, you have worldly music. And you can't get rid of the worldly music. You cannot get rid of the worldly music. And then, you, you, you see, you are born again Christian. And then you say, I don't go to clubs. I don't go to these parties anymore. I don't, but all the songs, they are still on your phone. Every now and then, you put on your headphone. You see, nobody can hear and you have not seen, so you are listening to it, and then the moves come, you know, and then, and then you just jiggle, and then the moves, you see, sometimes you are just sitting, sometimes you see, you go to a party, you go to a party, and sometimes for, for all righteousness sake, some of our, our relatives are unbelievers, do you see, and they are having some parties, they are having adoring, and as a Christian, for proper behavior and proper protocol you ask you also go do you understand and then so you sit there at the party they are dancing you are not dancing but you see you have these songs and you know these songs so as they are playing as they are playing these songs you'll be sitting there and then you just tap in your feet like this you just tap in your feet like this and then you see that the song is going you and then you remember the day and then you, you start doing and then mm, mm, Ah, mm, mm, ah, 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 and then you see you are into it. You are looking back. You are looking back. I say you are looking back. You are looking back. And then you say, mm, back in the days. Ah, ah. You see, you are not dancing. You see, as they are dancing and they are drunk. You see, you feel so righteous. You are not with them. They are, you are not in the, on the floor. They are falling. They are, some of them are throwing up. And, and you look at them, very disgusting to you. But as you are sitting there, you see the song is going you. You know? And then you don't know what to do. Sometimes you just go like this. And then, you see, as if you are in the spirit. But no, you are not in the spirit. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is why, that is why in our church, sometimes we change some of these songs so that they will minister to you in a way. Amen. 
Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Some of you have certain music that you need to get rid of. Because every now and then, you see, sometimes the reason why you are keeping them is just in case. Just in case I backslide. You see, then I have them. Amen. You are looking back. Those CDs that you are still keeping, you are looking back. Amen. Some of you are setting books that you need to get rid of. Some of you, there are certain books that you read and it gives you certain feelings. Yes. And you, because you, are not, you say you are not doing it, so you are not sinning. But you are looking back. I am teaching you about those who go to hell. Those who go to hell. Those who look back. Amen. Some of you have unbeliever friends. All your friends are unbelievers. The, your go-to person, when you, are, when you are taking serious decisions, the person that you go to for advice is an unbeliever. The person that you confine in, you confine in, is an unbeliever. Amen. So you are pregnant, you, are, you got pregnant by your fornication, and you don't know what to do with it. But you see, you go to your unbeliever friend to discuss this pregnancy. And she will cancel you properly, properly. She will cancel you properly. What to do with it? She will tell you how to deal with it. No one will know. Amen. Hallelujah. So number one, who are those who go to hell? Those who are offered and they refuse. Number two, those who look back they accept the offer they accept the offer of salvation but they look back you know i have a lot to share with you but um we don't have a lot of time we have a lot of things to do today before we close the service so um if i begin this we will not finish so let me pause here let me pause here and i have a lot to share with you on these topics so i want you to come and I believe that God will reveal to you whether you are going to hell or you are going to heaven. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Those who look back. Those who are offered and they refuse. Those who look back. Those who look back. Oh, Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We are grateful in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for revealing these things to us. That we are offered salvation, but we refuse. Father, our relatives that have been offered and have refused. Lord, let your angels take charge. Let your angels uncover them in the name of Jesus. Father, those of us who have received, but we keep looking back. Father, we have been looking back and looking back. Looking back in our days. Father, looking back where you take us from. Looking back and yearning for such pleasure. For such worldly pleasure. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Save us, Jesus. Save us, Jesus. For we shall escape. We shall escape. He says, when I come, when I still find that standing, may you stand in faith when the Lord comes. May we stand in faith. As when you call us, may we continue to stand in faith. In the name of Jesus. May we continue to stand in faith.
the real places. It is not left to you to agree with it. What is left in your hand is a choice to make. You made a choice into eternity. Beloved, whether you believe it or not, you will be faced with eternity and you have two choices. To choose to go to heaven or to choose to go to hell. This afternoon, I want to give anyone who is here this opportunity to come to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to receive Jesus. He says he is the truth. The only truth. He is the way. The only way. No one comes to the Father except by Jesus Christ. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You feel very far from Christ. But this afternoon, you say, I want to come to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are offered. You are offered. He says, the message will be preached until everyone who hear it shall be a testimony before the world will come to an end. Anyone here like that? You want to receive Christ as your Savior? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this after me? Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have said, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Say, please forgive my sins. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. This afternoon, I invite you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. From today, I will serve you the rest of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you said this prayer from your heart and you truly mean it, I want you to, at the end of the service, We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.